When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. on Horror Movie Night, or should I say Horror Movie Fright? We're discussing Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood from 1996, or should I say 1990-666. This movie stars Dennis Miller, or should I say Dennis Killer? Oh, fuck this shit. This script is terrible. I'm out, guys. Um, and- hey, so can we have Matt back? Because apparently the ant from uh, Sleepaway Camp just did our intro. <laughs> Am I fucking crazy? <laughs> this movie is absolutely ghoulish. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised and somewhat confused as to why, Adam, you had him speak like that instead of the Crypt Keeper. But probably <laughs> because Matt's Crypt Keeper impression more than likely is awful. I did not write those those sage directions. That all came straight from Kelly. <laughs> that that is my crypt keeper impression. <laughs> Shit, I would watch that more than I'd watch the regular crypt keeper. Hey, spoiler alert everyone listening, not that you guys don't already know this, but the crypt keeper is not funny. Now, um so we're watching Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. I picked it. I've been saying that we were going to watch this ever since Adam slash Andy made us watch Demon Knight. Um, so here, here we are. I'm going to say this right now, and I know that I'm in the minority. This movie's garbage, and I can admit that it's garbage, but I think this movie's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun rewatching this movie for this podcast. Um, who would have thought that fucking Knight was the better of the two of these movies? I would <laughs> I wouldn't have known. Do you know how excited I was when the movie started up and Corey Feldman was on screen? And do you know how fucking pissed I was when the credit set that said Dennis Miller 
came across the bottom of my screen. Do you know how absolutely soul-crushingly depressed I was when I realized that Dennis Miller was going to be the main character of this fucking movie and I was going to have to put up with him for 90 goddamn minutes? God, this is so bad. So you're yeah, jumping um, a little bit ahead, though. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's fine. We can just uh, we can talk about Dennis Miller here for a sec. Um, so here's the thing about that guy. He is the most charismatic, annoying fuck I've ever seen. Like he has, he's got charm, but he's just insufferable. He's awful. So, he, so here's a fun fact about this. Um, they did uh, Scream Factory just recently put out two Blu-rays. Uh, one like they put. Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood out on two separate Blu-rays because for the longest time you could only really get them as like a double pack. Um, and in one of the commentary tracks, pretty much every person that worked on this movie said that he was the biggest cock that they have ever dealt with, and that he was miserable, that his paycheck was a large chunk of the entire budget, um, that, and that he just was like completely in it for the paycheck, had no desire to be there, and made sure that it was known. Well, like thank God that they paid him what they did because boy, he saved this movie. He was so good. God, he's such a piece of shit. Well, okay, so th- there's a sliding scale in this movie for how obnoxious everyone is. Um, Dennis Miller might be arguably the least obnoxious per- person in this film, which is really saying a lot because he sucks. He's a sucky, yeah. sucky person. But I mean, we got uh, Angie Everhart, right? Oh god damn. She can't act herself out of a box. Like she she's quite possibly top 5 worst actresses we've ever seen on this. And I'm talking like Demon Wind level bad. But she does have that iconic line 2468 you can watch me masturbate. Right. Well, I mean, now you're the one jumping ahead, but you know what? That's uh, totally okay because you got to go fast. <laughs> um you know what? I've changed my mind. This movie is way past cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, mentioning her and that line uh, reminds me that as a kid, I really wanted to see this movie because as a horny teenager, I heard that there were two reasons to see this movie. <laughs> and you don't even get to see them. No, not hers, but there was plenty in this movie for but a horny 13-year-old. Like- Okay, so here's the thing about that, because I also watched this movie expecting to spank it to it, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't when I was in high school, and I didn't when I just watched it a couple weeks ago for this episode. So um, this movie is like one of those movies that's so unsexy, but it's trying – because it's trying so hard to be sexy. Actually, I have a note about this. Let me quote this film. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm talking about getting fucked. Oh, man, I love that guy. Just follow that man to the ends of the earth. He's so... Wait, where are we going? Ah, you just lead the way, man. I'll go wherever you tell me to go. <laughs> that guy will lead your dick to chlamydia and back. <laughs> you know, imagine, like, watching this movie as, like, a teen and seeing all the titties would be cool. The same way, you know, it's exciting to play cops and robbers as a little kid. But watching it as an adult and realizing how fake all the tits are in it, it's like I robbed a bank and I got away with a bunch of Monopoly money. <laughs> they even had that girl with the superfluous nipple that was pierced, and I, ca- I paused it. Why you tease me like this, dude? 
You know, the, that's the thing that sucks so much worse about movies from the 90s is that, like, internet porn was so much harder to find back then. So, I mean, <laughs> you get bad boobs in a movie like this, and you spent three hard-earned do- harder 1996 dollars to watch this movie and not jerk off. All right, so let's let's actually try to tell a little bit of the order. Um, so the movie starts off, and it's Har's second most famous little person leading the way uh, to find the corpse of this vampire. Um, and I do love this opening scene. It's Small got people every... getting work! Small people getting work! Yeah, it's got a lot of great stuff, including some head crushing, and then it immediately leads into the mummy sitting down and chatting with the Crypt Keeper, and the mummy is a cameo. And do you guys know who that cameo is? No, but I, I, I had half a mind to look it up because the guy looked really familiar, but then I was like, that's way too much work for this piece of shit. That is William Sadler, my friends. <laughs> no wonder I was almost interested in this movie for about <laughs> William Sadler, our favorite Willem Dafoe wannabe. He, he comes up and like, do you like EC Comics? <laughs> um, so then we lead in to they're they're doing some whatever. It's like, hey, we're gonna play a game where we cut off each other's hands and then you know we get the big but um bump ending it's like the, the the playing that game is like someone in this uh who wrote this story also wrote the uh screenplay for scarecrows because <laughs> there's a lot of hand trauma in this october month of picks yes there is um so we jump into the actual story uh and we got uh, Corey Feldman and he's like this punk rock metal guy and he just wants to get fucking laid and he goes to- man what a sad sad time in Corey Feldman's life <laughs> he's like oh my god he's too old he's like this in between age where like everything about what he's doing in this movie just feels wrong to me um, Adam I'd hate to break this to you but literally any moment after 1987 was a sad moment in Corey Feldman's life yeah so um, here's a fun little side note about Corey Feldman. There is this little dive bar that's down um, in Akron called Annabelle's. And when I was in a metal band, we played there relatively regularly. It was a great hole in the wall. It's just like a punk bar. And people just get shit-faced and like, they like your music because they don't, they're don't. they blackout drunk. And uh, you're sober and they're like, here, let me buy your CD. And I'm like, you're not even going to know who I am tomorrow, but I'll take your $5. Um so Corey Feldman had a rock band back in like 2010 or 10 or 12 or something like that. And he came through twice and played that bar. And people were like, oh, man, let's go pay $15 to go see Corey Feldman's rock band. And I'm like, dude, every night of the week, there's live music there that's fucking free. And you're going to pay $15 a head to go see Corey Feldman and then have him be creepy and weird around you? Like, wh- Why? So that was before he had his angels and then his multiple meltdowns on like whatever that like ABC or whatever last the year. talk or whatever. Oh god, that was one of the worst cringes. Yeah, that's really hard to watch. And then he went on like a, a couple days rant after that to anybody who would listen about how they like they edited it weird and fucked him over and stuff. Ugh. Uh, I don't know if they really edited edited it that weird because you can't edit his fucking creepy dance moves. All right. So he goes missing and his sister hires Dennis Miller to find him. Now, here's another interesting fact about this movie. There's deleted scenes 
that would have revealed that his sister Catherine was a former porn star, which is why Dennis Leary is like, I recognize you. Why do I know you? Um, which that line makes no sense now because they never actually you know, what the hell? follow through with it. <laughs> so like, why not just delete that line altogether at that point? But you whatever. What they done is they should have had that in the movie and then shown her naked so that maybe this sex movie called Bordello of Blood was even <laughs> remotely sexy. I don't know. Just an idea. Um, and then I just have that head ripoff written down, which I, I guess – the question is, which one? Because there's there are, a there's lot of a lot them. Of drama. Yeah, which is, 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 you know, that's usually like the redeeming characteristic of the movies that we watch. You know, I have this kind of unofficial running tally of whether or not there's head trauma in the movie that we're discussing. But I honestly can't remember who gets their head ripped off. Um, it might be uh, one of Corey Feldman's bros, but I can't remember. Um, I think but, it is. Or, oh, no, I remember who it is. It's the guy that we were just talking about that we love. The like, you want to know where you can get the best goddamn pussy of your life? I'm pretty sure the main vampire rips his head off, right? Like Maybe, but I don't think it's this early on in the movie. But um, let's just <clears> – <throat> so Dennis Leary has one good line, and it's I think his first, uh, his first scene, he is on his like uh, his phone with his ex-wife, and he's like, I got to go. Fuck you. <laughs> um so the now Corey Feldman's sister works for Reverend Humperdinck. Uh that's not his actual name, but it's the actor who played Prince Humperdinck in Princess Bride, so that's what I'm going to refer to him as throughout the rest of this. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> as you wish. Um so so the funniest thing about this is watching this um I watched this right when well it's not funny, it's kind of fucked up and sad, but I watched this movie right before Hurricane Harvey came through and you know how everybody was fucking dragging Joel Osteen on the internet uh, that te- that televangelist or he's got like a mega church down in Florida and he wouldn't let anybody into his his mega church when they were all getting displaced because that church is up on a fucking hill. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking like, OK, this movie came out in what, 97? Uh, 96. OK, so that movie is. This movie is 21 years old, and yet Humperdinck's character is still relevant. How yeah. is that possible? Because televangelists have never changed. Yeah, snake oil salesmen have, have been around for hundreds of years. They're going to keep being around. What can you do? Um, I, 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 <clears throat> I don't want to forget this joke. <laughs> Bordello of blood. More like whorehouse of hemoglobins. <laughs> um so this movie's like the plot so there's positives and negatives to this movie in my perspective in the sense of it being a tales from the crypt movie um compared to demon knight i think that this one feels more like a tales from the crypt episode in a weird way like it's just got that like very cheesy fun element to it that demon knight lacked Adam, do your Billy Zane impression right now. Goddamn podunk, son of a bitch, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I argue the Demon Knight is just as Tales from the Crypty as this. And more watchable. But the problem with this one is that, like, as I'm looking through the plot outline to explain, it is so... Like, very layered. Like, there's way too much twists and turns because we find out 
the Reverend Humperdinck and the little the little person have been working together to use the vampire to kill sinners. But then the prince, like the 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 little person, releases the vampire. So now she's gone rogue. So now Reverend Humperdinck has to team up with fucking um, Dennis Miller to fight her. Like, and then like there's this whole thing where they have to split the heart into four pieces and keep them separate at all times. And there's a lot of crazy things that are going on. Um, the most crazy being the unexplainable Whoopi Goldberg cameo that happens in the hospital scene. Oh my God. That was so amazing. <laughs> Why? Why are you and Dennis Miller sleeping together? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. what favor led to that? Yeah. Please tell me that you have some sort of information on why that happened. I got nothing. <laughs> there was nothing in my searches that explained it. Also, this movie's automatically worse than Demon Knight because it doesn't have Dick Miller in it. True. But it does have, which to me um, is my favorite moment in the whole movie, uh, and probably the best part in the movie, the water gun fight sequence, which is great except for all the CG fire that looks awful. I guess they, I don't know. It's, okay, this movie is... is uh, there's there's it, it ends with a crazy laser show. I can't give it any credit. Uh, there's no I am not I can't bring myself to admit that there's anything good about it. Man, that's oh, I know we're okay. Where uh, where are we? Can I jump to the fucking laser laser Jesus yeah. gun? The laser light of oh, the Lord. Yep, light of the <laughs> Lord. Absolutely. So they're trying to set up the uh, Reverend Humperdinck's show, and he has a laser that's going to move in the shape of a cross um but he literally the, like it it hits the floor and it burns across into the floor and it's just like hey you have the laser turned up too high <laughs> why would it be able to do that why does it have a searing burning flesh option like what the fuck <laughs> i mean don't all your lasers of the lord have searing flesh options so like here's the here's the way i feel about this movie is like i will never i can't see myself in any situation where i'm with a group of people and i'm like hey you know we should watch we should pop in bordello of blood like that's never gonna happen but like i could absolutely see myself like during a week-long staycation and i'm just like chilling on the couch like half awake eating unhealthy food and absolutely being like, you know what? This seems like a good time to throw in bordello of blood. Like this seems like a bordello of blood afternoon right now. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what's sadder about that. You being alone and eating unhealthy and thinking that this is a good movie to watch or you being alone eating unhealthy, thinking this is a good movie to watch and watching it in the fucking afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sad, man. But here, I got a couple notes that I got to burn through right here. So the grossest part of this movie is easily the deputy eating cold soup from a can, uh, which is actually a trope that we have visited once before on this podcast when we watched Video Dead. Uh, oh, that's right. So some of the su holy water super soaker deaths look like absolute garbage. Uh, but I have to give them props because it's like there are fire squibs in these girls' 90s, which is super, super like – unsafe you know like they're just wearing pieces of silk and they're bursting into flame uh but then there's this one one where dennis miller shoots a vamp in the face and she screams and she looks like the face the guy that gets his face ripped off in wolf cop 
And it just made me laugh strictly to, due to the fact that I love that scene in Wolf Cop. So this movie wasn't a total wash, I guess. But um, there are so many exploding hookers in this movie. It's almost as ridiculous as Frankenhooker. <laughs> I knew you were going for that one. Dennis Miller and Corey Feldman were both probably high on Supercracked. <laughs> But is um, there is one line that I, I did like that Angie Everhart said besides the two four six eight one. Uh, she rips some dude's head off, and I think that we're talking about the same part because there can't have been that many decapitations in this movie. But she she rips somebody's head off and goes, "I love a man that gives you a head." And I wrote right after that, "Preach, sister." <laughs> <laughs> oh, she has she has a really great line where she sticks her tongue down a dude's throat and then rips his heart out with her tongue, and she goes. Don't eat your heart out. I will. And I was like, that's... Uh, what? Well, how's that even... You just... That's the most forced one letter. You fucking really took a crowbar <laughs> to that one. What the fuck? Now, here's the question. Do you guys... Do either of you think that if someone who is actually a competent actor could take this... Take these lines that they gave to poor Angie Everhart. I mean, not poor, because she was probably coked out of her mind when she did this or even when she agreed to do this but um do you think that there's any actor that could have taken this movie taken these lines and made them work um i mean besides john ham i can't really think (laughs) yeah oh man can you imagine if john ham was lilith in this (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd be amazing john ham getting Getting led around by a little person. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the only other note that I have is like the twist ending at this doesn't make any sense. Like there was never a moment where where Catherine would have had a chance to get bitten. Ever? No, no, no. no. They, they had her like um, torn or uh, tied down, and then she like put her. She started to like uh, Lilith started to put her finger up like she showed her finger up the girl's thigh but here's the thing is that i've watched enough buffy the vampire slayer to know that if you kill your sire you revert and you are no longer a vampire so that makes no sense exactly that also like i forgot about that that also factors like the twist at the end of this movie Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Zero set. Mr. Paris, set a course. Set, set, set a course. Set, set, set a course for the unstoppable Jack and Jen podcast in the impossible. Star Trek Voyager being the material. Wine is the vehicle just like milk for your cereal. Here we go, blasting to the Delta Quadrant. Uncharted territory, but we're on it. Support me another glass of Cabernet, because it pairs with the same parts of the galaxy. Never in my life was a crew so brave. Never was a time that I liked rosé. But you learn something new. Every day to explore new things is a Starfleet way. Podcast hailing from the Geekscape Nation, talking Star Trek with the wine persuasion. So you wanna live long and prosper fine? Then you better tune in to Seven of Wine. And this is Seven of Wine, where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time.
All right, so real quick before we uh, dive in to the what did we watch this week, uh, I want to give a quick shout out because we actually got uh, a donation on Patreon um, for uh, the the quick like we'll promote one of your projects and follow you on Twitter things. So uh, this is for Gabriella uh, Glitchlace. Uh, her Twitter handle is Fat Alice, but uh, she had something to promote. And I'm so excited to get to read these words. Uh, I recently published a sci-fi horror dark dark comedy fable on Amazon titled Shitlord and the Anus of Madness. Uh, it's a short story about a dystopian future where down and out Shia LaBeouf eats his own shit. I think more than a few horror movie night listeners might enjoy it. Just search my name, Gabriella Glitchlace, on SoundCloud and it should come up. It's also on YouTube. I thought it's Fabrina. I think that it's works. Um, okay, so here's here's my take on this because I read that email too when it came in. Um, so there's this weird thing that happened after the internet got relatively normalized, uh, right around the MySpace era, where um, absurdist uh, literature and the ability to, um, to 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 just kind of like shit post it to the masses became a thing and um people still apparently think that's cool and i mean sorry fabrina but like i hope that's a really short story i hope it's like two sentences because i don't honestly think that you can keep that story going for more than a page i can't believe i just didn't know how to pronounce your name well thank you for your donation uh we're happy to have you as a listener even if we don't agree with a lot of your choices but I'm pretty sure that if you've listened to this show as long as you said you have and you're sending us an email telling us about that book, you kind of knew it was going to go a little bit this way. <laughs> so what did you guys watch this week? So I watched – well, Megan and I watched an entire season. It was not very long, but it was super, super good. It's called The Good Place, and it stars Kristen Bell, who's cute as a goddamn button, and um, Ted Danson – who is a um uh he's a a like an angel who's in charge of a small piece of heaven and uh the the it's a it's a kind of a comedy like it's a sitcom but it's not really like a how i met your mother type sitcom it's only 13 episodes i believe or maybe it's 9 i don't remember but in any case um it, Kristen Bell was actually a shit person growing up, and she is there accidentally. So the whole crux of the show is that um, she's trying to kind of like figure out a way to stop ruining paradise. Um, have you guys ever heard of it? No. It's great. I highly recommend it. It's on, I believe, Hulu was where we watched it, and uh, it was it was an easy watch. I think that we burnt through that in like three, maybe four days max, which is crazy because... Oh, it was Netflix. Megan just yelled from the other room that it was Netflix. Highly recommend it to everyone. Watch it. It's great. Uh, first and foremost, I read Sonic Fan Fictions. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, I got to play a little bit of Sonic Mania. Um, I suck at Sonic games. I regret spending money on this game because I'm terrible at Sonic games. But the game's cool. It's a cool game. I don't know. I don't know why I spent money on it. I shouldn't have. Um, 
Um, I read a comic called Clean Room, and I only read the first 12 issues, which covers the first story arc, which ends on a cliffhanger. Um, I still have no fucking idea what's going on in that, that comic. It's, uh, it's pretty confusing. But a lot of, like, demons or something, and then also people with the ability to see the dead. I don't, I don't know. All right. Um, so I've got four things that I'm going to mention, and I'm going to mention them in a very specific order, and I'm going to do it fairly quickly. First, uh, I got an advanced copy of a comic book called Alien Toilet Monster, which is a very weird, um, kind of like dystopian future uh, series. Um, I don't really know too much of what's going on in the first issue, but it's it's pretty fun. The artwork is fucking awesome. That's probably my favorite part about it, is it's got great artwork. Um, Scott, you got, you got any opinions on this, Scott? <laughs> I mean, I already lambasted the person that just gave us a dollar a month, so I, I think I probably should just shut my mouth right now. <laughs> um, I want to give a quick shout-out to a podcast that I discovered and started listening to called Don't Be an Idiom. Uh, it's a show based out of two guys who I know through other people, but I've never actually met, um, where they just break down uh, different idioms and the history of where what the origins were of the idiom. But it's a, it's a good, funny podcast because they've got a pretty good personality back and forth. Now, let's talk about Netflix because I watched two things on Netflix this past week. Uh, I watched all of Master of None, which might be beating out BoJack Horseman now for my favorite Netflix series. Uh, I just find that show very interesting, charming, and funny. I like that Aziz takes a lot of risks and especially in the second season, basically treats the show as a way for him to test out different types of genres of film. Um, and I think it was a very interesting watch. Uh, have any of you guys watched Master of None yet, or am I the only one? Yeah, I've watched all of it. There's an episode yeah, where Father John it, Misty huh? is the crux of the episode. <laughs> That's right, there is. I almost texted you about that. <laughs> and then I watched something else. Uh, it's a little unknown movie. I can't believe no one's told me to watch it before, but I watched a film called Turbo Kid, and uh <laughs> wait what <laughs> I, he's already watched turbo kid he rewatched Turbo. no i've never watched turbo no, kid yeah, until been, this moment like complaining about how he wouldn't watch it for like the last two fucking years yo you fucking dingus it took you this long to watch turbo kid <laughs> because i got so angry that i if you travel all the way through the entire facebook the very first time that that trailer came out i was oh, so excited oh, and up, i posted baby. it and you guys were like that's stupid why would you even share that on our page you're already no, gonna no no <laughs> It was not that stupid. It was Adam was like, I don't know, man. That kind. This was like the like less than a month into us having the Reddit or the the horror movie night Facebook group, and we were just kind of getting used to the way that we would shit post. And I was, and we, we were testing the waters. I and we had only talked about our podcast at that point, and you were like, "This looks pretty fucking sweet." And you were like, "Hey guys," and you posted it in our chat, and you were like, "Hey guys, watch this." And you were like so jazzed, and I was like, "I'm at work, I can't watch this right now." And Adam like watched, he was like, "That looks kind of cool," but like, I don't know if that's really horror. And then we Adam watched, he was like, "It's fucking amazing." I watched, it, I'm like, "That's fucking amazing." I watched it two more times, and I was like, "That's fucking amazing." And it, you were so adamantly against it because you're just a baby. <laughs> When you had posted it, we had just been burned by Kung Fury, Fury like weeks before, days before. <laughs> that is true. Anyway, I liked it. That movie breezes by. What, you just liked it? You just liked it. <laughs> um, I definitely want to own it. I definitely want to watch it again. I will. I, I have a question, and this is a very serious question because I, 
I think that this is how I was supposed to feel about this character. But was I supposed to hate Apple up until she was revealed as a robot, and then I was like totally cool with her, or was I supposed no, to be charmed? No, you're supposed from her? to love her for the from the minute you meet her. But she's an MPGD man. She's your fucking. Yeah, she's she, your girl. Exactly. She's beyond no. She's no. beyond obnoxious. Oh, I, she's the guy whose favorite movie is Five Hundred Days of Summer. That is not boy, true. Boy, what are you talking about? She got the apple, son. <laughs> <laughs> She's my favorite movie is Garden State, and you know it. Um, uh, so oh much God. worse than <laughs> Yeah, because it's got Zach Braff in it. Yeah, but I've been told I look like him. <laughs> That's not a reason to like Zach Braff. That's a reason to stay as far away from him as possible. <laughs> but no, uh, Turbo Kid was awesome. I spent a lot of time talking to people about Turbo Kid over the last couple of days. Uh, every Except single. Us. Every, well, no, I sat on that so I could reveal it right now in front of you guys. And when have I ever been able to hold a secret in that long? Because I watched it like Friday night. Like this yeah, was a week of me holding in. Guys, I watched Turbo Kid. It's great. <laughs> but the thing is, it's such an, a muted like, it's great. It's like, eh, it's, it's okay. I guess I'll watch it. Like you being like, I want to own it. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> you own what? Alligator it's... the Mutation. No, I don't. It's not available on DVD. (laughs) (laughs) So this was Bordello of Blood from 1996 as picked by me. If you have a movie that you think that we should be watching, you can email us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. I won't spoil what the movie is, but I will say that one of your emails actually helped us decide what our Halloween movie is going to be this year. So thank you to whoever sent that email. I actually know who it is, but I'm not going to say it until the episode comes out. So that they don't know in advance that their pick was picked. We will be doing another episode of Listener Submitted Month uh, in January. Uh, don't forget to hit up our Patreon account and you can get uh, a very loving shout out like we just did earlier in this episode. I believe that we are about to be $1 less than we have currently in our Patreon. Thanks to our love and care towards the subject matter. Um but you can also check us out on all different types of podcasting apps. And please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, I stumbled upon a site that has compiled all of our reviews, and it was a fun way to kill the last like five minutes of work, which is sitting there and reading all the reviews that you guys have written for us. It really, you know, makes my heart a flutter. So thank you guys for Except all of for you, your... real Jason. Fuck you, real Jason. Thank you guys for listening, and we will be back. As always, next week with what Adam's pick for the month of October was. And uh, it's definitely the most Halloween-y of the three picks. Oh, thanks. It's a fucking spoiler alert, man. It's just hollow- It's just a movie that takes place at Halloween. None of these do, I don't think. This was supposed to come out in October, but they moved it up to okay, August because shut, they didn't shut, have anything else to release. Shut the fuck up and end the recording. <laughs>
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 